0: Hello and welcome back to Gifted Gas Bag. I am Mandy and this is a podcast where I ramble about whatever the heck I feel like for as long as I feel like it. And then you listen to the thoughts rattling around in my head so that you don't have to hear your own for a while and that's always nice. Um, I have so much media at my disposal. I could watch one of... Millions of legendary cinematic movies. I could listen to podcast upon podcast. I could consume video games that I have sitting in my cupboard that I'm not playing. So answer me this question, please. Why am I binging ER, a medical television show from the 90s that by today's standards is kind of meh? It's nothing special, but I can't stop watching it. And I'm aware while I'm watching it that it's not good. So that is the thing I'm thinking about right now. Because I'm currently halfway through season 2 of ER. And at this point I don't even know why I'm continuing to watch it. (laughs) What is wrong with me? I could be re-watching a show that I actually like. I don't hate this one. I, I have a weird relationship with this show. Like I don't care about it. It's more just like comforting background noise. But then I'm like I'm like engaging with it but then if I walk away and miss an episode I just come back and keep like I don't go back because like oh no I missed it. It doesn't matter. You can keep up with it. They're in an ER. People get hurt. They fix them. End of story. Next episode. Do you ever find yourself in loops like that where you're just watching something that you don't even really care that much about? That's kind of what I'm doing right now. (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> <laughs> I do have a bit of a history with this show, though. So when I was a kid, uh, my bedtime was 8.30. Oh, my God. Okay. I'd never understood kids who didn't have bedtimes because I had a bedtime of 8.30 from the age of, like, I don't know, probably 7. Before that, it was probably 7.30 or 8 o'clock. But, like, I had a bedtime of 8.30 as soon as I was school-aged, Pretty much until year, for me, it was grade 11. So, like, I was in high school and I had a bedtime of 8.30. And that was weird. Like, explaining to my friends that I was, like, 14, 15 and I had to go to bed at 8.30 just did not fly with them. <laughs> with them. And then I like petitioned my parents. I was like, no, that's not true. When I got to year 10, my bedtime got pushed out one hour. So I was allowed to go to bed at 9.30. That's right. Because I said none of my friends had to go to bed at 8.30. So how come I did too? And my parents were like, fine, 9.30. You can go to bed one hour later than your brother. And I was like, yes. And he was pissed. Uh (laughs) But I lived in, to be fair, like I lived in a country town, there was nothing to do after 8.30. Once you'd had like a bath, eaten some dinner, had some dessert, watched a TV show, there was nothing to really do. So we really would have just been staying up and, you know, doing nothing really, Um, apart from taking over the television from my parents, which is why I'm pretty sure that's why I had a bedtime was because it was like the TV is ours now. Um... Also, you know, kids need sleep. They weren't they weren't silly about that. But uh, anywho, um, so, yeah, I got to, like, year 11, and I was like, look, I have a heap of homework. I have a heap of study to do. There's not enough hours in the day for me to, st- like, you know, study. And also, I'm, like, old now. Can I please just stay up? Like, my friends are going to bed at midnight, 1 a.m., and I'm going to bed at 9.30. It's kind of sad. And they were like... Fine, you don't have a bedtime anymore. You go to bed when you're tired. And I'm like, cool. And what that actually meant in practice, because my parents would be in bed by like 9.30, 10 o'clock anyway, was that if I was still up at 10.30, my dad would like, I'd hear this like his rumbly deep voice from the bedroom going like, Alright, you know, it's getting late. Think about going to bed now. And I was like, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have to go to sleep. The rule was I just had to be in my bedroom door closed. I'd usually just lie in bed and read until I fell asleep um It made sense as well because when I was in high school i we didn't live near the high school, so my morning bus commute was like forty five minutes, not including bus stops and stuff like that. So I had to get up at six thirty every morning to get to school um six six thirty to like make the bus at seven seven thirty I think. I think I've got a 7.30 bus to get to the school by like 8.30, for 830, 8.45 and then school would start at 9. Um, this is all very boring. Anyway, all that is to say that by the time I would do my regular bedtime at like 9.30, ER would be on and I would go to bed to the sound of the theme song. So I think that's why maybe I'm like watching it at the moment. Something about the theme song and the sound of it feels very comforting. It feels very nostalgic even though I never used to watch it I would just listen to it oh maybe I'm in that kind of I need comfort right now that's definitely true I'm fine like nothing's wrong with me I'm just very (laughs) I'm hitting the end of the year slump of like stuff's getting exhausting also the weather the weather doesn't help it's very humid it's very hot there's a storm every other day. If you follow my TikTok, you would have seen that there was a freaking tornado. What? I'm in Queensland, Australia in the southeast. That is not supposed to happen. There's been three tornadoes in a very short space of time. I what? What is what is going on? What is the weather? I don't understand. <laughs> well, I haven't even I just launched right into that without giving you what Okay, so I'm going to paint the scene for you where I am right now. It's currently one eleven in the morning. Mandy, you get your life together. It is It is a Saturday night slash Sunday morning. I have done nothing all day. Like, I woke up, finally got my ass out of bed because I, I got on a TikTok scroll the second I woke up because I just was too comfortable in bed. You know where, like, your sheets are just, like, nice and cool when you wake up? And it's, like, nice and you can, like, rub your legs over your sheets and it's all cool and fresh and crispy. Oh, just, mm, you know, one of those mornings where you're, like, no, bed is the place to be right now. So I started scrolling TikTok and that was two hours of my life. Then I finally dragged my ass out of bed, had a shower, and then sat in a towel with my hair plopped as I do sometimes. And sometimes I just like to sit in a towel. It's very comfy. So I did that for, like, hours And then I realized it was like midday (laughs) and I should probably do something. So I got up and got dressed and then made a list of things I need to do for the day. And then I put on a YouTube video and that was me for the rest of the day. I just sat on the couch watching YouTube. I finally went to the shops right before it was closing time and picked up some stuff from the shops. And then come home, put on more ER and then, um, that's it. This is where I have been the whole day, and I've also been racked with guilt all day about the fact that I'm doing nothing while doing nothing. But around 11 o'clock it occurred to me that that's super counterproductive, and maybe I just needed a day of rest with no obligations or stimulation of any kind, you know, no I needed a nothing kind of a day. And I do feel better, I'll be honest with you. Like I think I'm gonna get a good night's sleep, and then tomorrow I have a heap of ideas of stuff I want to do. So I needed a day of just nothingness. What was I watching on YouTube? Oh, dashcam owners Australia. Mm. Nothing makes you feel like a good driver when watching dashcam footage of. I have never felt more in love with being an Australian or living in this country than when I watch <laughs> when I watch dashcam footage from Dash Game Owners Australia and just hear people cussing out people that have hit you know like cut them off in traffic like ah yeah fucking wanker I love it oh I feel so Aussie I know I'm Aussie and I did grow up in a small town so there's something innately very Aussie about gr <laughs> oh I have wanted to talk about this in a TikTok video but I really couldn't make it make sense. Growing up in a country town, there is a different accent. I will, like, fight anyone on this. There's a different accent when you grow up in a country town, and you have to adjust your accent when you talk to people from the city because they can't understand a word you say. This voice I'm using right now, this is kind of my office newsreader, um, pleasant speaking voice and I use it in TikTok sometimes and sometimes I don't but if I'm around like country town people or like my family for a prolonged length of time I get progressively more and more Aussie until this kind of falls away and I'm back down here and talking like this because this is where I normally want to talk when I'm tired I want to think about it this is where this is the level I'm talking and I talk fast talk quick the The vowels get shorter, the voice gets a lot more monotone, might go up at the end of sentences sometimes, you know, but otherwise I'm back down here. <laughs> this is my normal speaking voice. This is when I'm not putting any effort in. And then I realized when I talk I got used to speaking in offices because I work for a living. I worked on phones for a while. You need to speak to people in a very clear and concise way. There's the full-on Aussie accent and then there's the accent you do when you want to be understood. <laughs> And the two never cross. If you can't hear a difference, that's cool. But, yeah, I definitely notice that my I adjust the way I speak for the people around me and the people who are listening to me. So there you go. Does anyone else notice this about themselves? I think a lot of people have a work voice. But I have different levels of Australian um, for city and country. I know if I'm speaking to someone from a country town, they're going to understand every word I say without me needing to adjust it or speak clearly, but not in the city. (laughs) Uh, And the more, uh, I guess, the more customer servicey I get, I find the more melodic I will get. Cause I did that when I worked on the phones, cause I used to be a call center person. I would work on phones doing calls for a living. It was uh, the job I did for most of my career up until um, this segment of my career now, which again, I don't talk about my company I work for or what job I do, because that's just a bad idea on the internet. Uh, So yeah, when I worked in call centers, I found the best way to speak to people was to mirror the way that they spoke. Because it's like, it's a flattery thing. You know, if you want to get people to relate to you, you can emulate their body language. If they have very close body language, you can also emulate that. That way they don't feel like they're being encroached on, blah, blah, blah. I would do it as almost like a defense thing of like, if if I'm speaking similar to you, you're more likely to listen to me and relate to me. So if I, if I answered a phone call and was like, hi, thanks for calling. How can I help you? And it was a guy going like, yeah, look, I am... Um, I need to buy this particular thing. I just go, no worries, mate. What are you looking for? I'd immediately drop the, drop the voice a bit and make it a bit more informal. You know, you can do that. The, th- <laughs> if we're going to get into it, anytime it was a male on the other end of the phone, I would drop my voice anyway, because I noticed that if my voice was more feminine, higher, melodic, had a bit more of a, you know, feminine lilt to it that, male callers were less likely to take me seriously or to ask for a manager or to be interested in buying what I had to sell when I was working in sales. If I wanted to be believed, listened to, and have them trust what I was saying, I need to drop my voice down. Less melodic, more firm sounding, no going up at the end of sentences, keeping it down here, sounding confident, sounding assured. Yes, yeah. If I, um, you know, saying what would you recommend for this situation? I say, looking at your requirements, I would recommend this, this, and this. And if you want, you can always come back and look at these add-ons later on. You know, that kind of stuff. It just sounds... <sighs> Sales tactics, man. It's amazing how you have to adjust your voice on a day-to-day basis. So now my regular speaking voice that I, like, talk to you now is some weird hybrid of, like, the super Aussie country accent and my office um. City speak, formal <laughs> speech that I would use. Mm. Oh dear! Did you see in the news that Americans want to save Australia? Joe Rogan. <laughs> I saw this and like laughed for five or five. To they really are like, oh my god, Australia needs some freedom. Like. Should we hide the oil? Like, that? Mm, I, <laughs> I don't know. What to bring us freedom. Isn't one in a t- one hundred Americans in prison? Don't they have the highest incarcerated population per capita in America? Like, land of the free, where everyone's in jail? That I mean, yeah, no, come and sell us some freedom, because I had to go to school when no one tried to shoot me. The, oh, oof. It was terrible. I'm so oppressed. If I have asthma or diabetes, I don't even have the right to die from it. They make the medicine affordable. We are suffering down here. If we want to go and vote in an election, we don't. it doesn't take eight hours and they don't try and take our names off the electoral roll so that we can't vote because they're trying to steal a fucking... We just go vote at a school or church and then we get a sausage. Like, oh, my God. The oppression. I don't even know what freedom would be like. I, ugh. I, <laughs> they've got to be joking. Like, has any of them actually spoken to an Australian before? Wow. I don't even know if you guys heard that. <sighs> People be wild. Uh to heard that there was a car that like honked its horn and sped past my house, if you could hear that in the background. I'm in a lounge room. Like, that was particularly loud. We shouldn't have been able to hear that. Oh, dear. What else is on my mind today? Well, housing is on my mind. Oh, a million of you just went, no, and, like, clicked off. I'm in Queensland, right? There is a housing crisis here right now. What's happening is that right now it is a seller's market. If you own property in Queensland... Holy shit, sell it, you can make a ton of money because everyone from New South Wales and Victoria is moving up here. Um Victoria and New South Wales had like a negative population thing. Uh like for the first time in years and years, where like their populations dropped for the year, and Queensland's population increased by about the same amount. So there's a lot of that. It's a lot of like um people from the cities, people that lived in like Brisbane. Uh, that were working in the city in offices now can work from home so they don't need to live in the city anymore. So they're moving into the regional areas and buying houses. So all these houses that people in the regional areas were living in are no longer available to live in or to rent because people owning investment properties in Queensland don't want to keep them for renters anymore. They can sell them and make mint. so they're selling the houses. And this is like a common thing happening where people that I know who were renting in, you know, renting is the thing. If you can't afford to buy a house, it's really freaking expensive. Um, so you rent. And a lot of people I know are renting and what's happening is that their houses are getting sold out from under them. So they're in the middle of renting it. They get a note from the real estate from the owner saying, Hey, we've sold the property. You need to get out. And then they go looking for somewhere else to live and there isn't anywhere else. Like, it's not that they can't afford somewhere else. There's just nothing available. So there's a heap, there's like a homelessness thing happening where a lot of people living in out of their cars. I know someone living in a caravan park right now because there is no housing where there's work for them. They'd rather have a, a job than a home. So they're living in a caravan park. Um, I know people that are living in cars. I know pe- <laughs> And here's the scary part. So the place I'm living in, I've lived in for going on five years now. I go I'm not I'm gonna be honest with you, it's a pretty sweet deal. Like this place I know for a fact I am underpaying a lot. Like in my lease came up in September. Uh, this is probably too much info, but I mean that's kinda why you're here, right? So my lease came up in September this this part this year, like uh, just a few months ago. And I was expecting they were going to cancel my lease because everything around me has sold or has been bought or sold or changed or the prices have gone through the absolute roof. So I basically was expecting one of two things, either they were going to end my lease and tell me to get out or they were going to jack my rent up really high. But here's the thing, they can only increase the rent by 10%. So I was like, they're going to kick me out. But then what happened? And this was so weird because usually, like, the real estate will send me a lease months in advance going like, hey, we know it's April, but your lease is up in September. Sign it now. Sign it now. Like, they're really gung-ho about it. It got to eight days before my lease was running out. And I'd heard nothing (laughs) but I didn't want to seem desperate. Like I didn't want them want to be like, Hey, are you going to give me a lease or because technically if they don't send me a lease, they can't kick me out. I just keep paying rent and stay here. Right. So I was just quietly like, well, I've looked at the rules and you can't kick me out if you haven't. So they finally sent me a lease and how's this for shady? Maybe I'm being suspicious, but they finally sent me a lease at nine thirty on a Tuesday night And gave me 24 hours to sign it. Like it came through to my email inbox. And was like you know hey this is here sign it. I was out at a trivia night. (laughs) As I am quite often. When I got it and was like oh shit. And I grabbed it read it signed it. And they had not increased my rent one dollar. They had a right to raise it 10% and they didn't. And I was very confused by this. Because I had done some looking around. And for a place that is a place very similar to mine with my specifications in my suburb rent has gone up by about $50 a week. So I'm a hundred percent. I'm underpaying a lot for the place I'm in right now. And they gave me a 12 month lease. Like they could have given me a shorter lease and they didn't. I'm like, this is so confusing. What's their game? And then yesterday I received an email telling me that there is an entry notice for my property, which means we're sending someone to the place you need to know ahead of time that they're coming. They're sending property valuers through the place. Anyone who rents just went, oh, no, because, yeah, yeah, they're going to try sell. And if they sell, it's probably going to be for people that are moving into it, which means I'm probably going to be homeless in about a year. Hopefully something changes in the next 12 months to where I can find somewhere else to live, but I don't know what's going to happen, and I've already given my parents the heads up that, hey, you might have a roommate soon, <laughs> again soon, because if everything else falls through, we I'm going to be living with you again Um And they do not live close. Like, they're an hour and a half drive away from where I am now. That's one hell of a commute on a daily basis. Like, that's three hours round trip on every day for work. So we're going to have to see how this goes. But right now it seems like I'm on borrowed time. And I know that, like, I've got plenty of time because it's still September. But I am already looking at every item in my house like, you don't, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm an efficient, minimalistic motherfucker when it comes to having to move house. I, a lot of the times like my mom or like people say, you know, you could buy more decorative things, you could put some pictures up, you can put some pretty cushions around. And I've been in the situation before where I've had to move like once every six months for three to four years straight because I kept having a bad run of rentals. I moved into one, it sold, I got kicked out. I moved into another one, it was turned into offices and they kicked me out. I moved into another one, the owner wanted to renovate and uh, rent it for a much higher price, he booted me out to do the renovation. I just could not catch a break. So I got very used to having to pack up everything I owned and moved it and like move it. And when you have to do that over and over, suddenly the things that you have to pack up and move do not seem worth having at all. You're like, I have packed up and moved this decorative freaking vase four times and I don't even know why I fucking own it. So every time I moved, I would throw away half of everything I owned till I ended up with very little that I... (laughs) That I owned. So when I moved into this place, I I have literally had boxes I'd never bothered unpacking for the first year that I lived here because I just didn't believe that I would get to stay. And now, like I'm going on five years, I've been unpacked for ages. I actually have some decorative things up, not much, but just stuff that makes me happy. I am truly comfortable here, and now I'm going to have to leave. I'm pretty positive that I will. Unless the people that buy this are buying it for an investment, but that just doesn't seem like what's going to happen, um, then I have a a reasonable suspicion that I'm going to be out of here in a year, and I'm looking at everything I own just like, oh, I'm going to throw out so much of this. Throw, throw it away or sell it, because, um, I mean, I've got nowhere to put it. I've got, like, a TV, got a couch, I've got a fridge, and I'm just like, there is nowhere to put you in my parents' house, so... Your days may also be numbered. <laughs> but it's just stuff. It's just things. It's just location. It's all fine. But there you go. Those are things that are on my on my brain at the moment. And hey, things could always be worse. At least I have somewhere to go. Many, many people are doing it really tough right now. Many people don't have a place to live. Many people don't have the option of finding work and have to move to, like, live in their cars to find work. It's, yeah, Uh, I know that I am very lucky in the situation I'm in now, and that's what I'm going to focus on. Um, In the meantime, in the next year or so, I think I'm definitely going to be going through a lot of the stuff I have and... While I could sell a lot of it, I reckon a lot of it could do some good at like Lifeline or St. Vinny's or there's a place here called the Dump Shop. (laughs) Our Town Dump has a shop for things that still have use. If you like try and throw away an old bed and the frame is still fine, the Dump Shop will sell it for a really, really cheap price. So maybe I could just donate some of the stuff I have to make life easier for people that don't, you know, have some stuff that they need. Maybe that would be a nice thing to do. So yeah, I'll focus on that. And um just wherever I end up is where I end up. Uh will I keep doing podcasts? of course I'll keep doing podcasts. Oh my god. Um also thank you to the person that suggested that I put my link for the podcast in the in my profile on TikTok. Because you forced me to figure out how that works and it turns out it was not as hard as I thought it was so thank you for that thank you so much to those of you who are still listening to I'm I'm baffled and so grateful and kind of touched in a way that I can't express because I'm not good at expressing my emotions just good 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 vibes good things I'm like grabbing my chest right now because I, eh, I feel stuff in it um those of you that like have started off listening to my podcast and you keep listening and the ones of you that go and listen to it when you see the notifications, it's very sweet. I would love for you guys to like interact with me if you're comfortable doing that. If you want to message me, if you want to comment, I've got to make it easier for you to like um, comment or message me somewhere. Hey, I do have an Instagram Look, I never use it, but I still get notifications if people message me on it. It is the same username as my TikTok profile. It is Mandy had to do it uh, underscore to them, uh on Instagram, so you can find me there. Maybe I can put the link for the Instagram in my. Oh, I don't know how to do that. All right, I'll I'll see if I can figure that out too. Maybe I can put that on my TikTok. But if you guys want to comment anything, if there's any questions you have, I would be more than happy to do a Q&A episode where I just answer questions. Um, Anything you want me to talk about, any feedback you have, I'd love to hear it. I just kind of, I feel like you guys, you get me, obviously, because you've listened to the thoughts in my brain. So would be more than happy to engage with you. Anyway, I'll shut up now. Oh my goodness, 27 minutes. that blew, That flew right by. I'll wrap it up here. I hope you're all having a good week. I hope that if you're in Australia, you are keeping cool in this crazy hot weather, except for you, Victoria. I don't know what's going on with you day to day, but you are going through it. By the way, congratulations, Victoria, on coming out of lockdown. I'm very stoked for you. Woo! Uh, Freedom! But not the kind of freedom that America can grant us, right? What the fuck is that about? Okay, sorry, I'm getting rambly. Um, Even more so than usual, I'll shut up. Goodbye. Have a good one.